Welcome to the You Glow Nurse Podcast. My name is Fallon Lopez. I was a formerly burnt out nurse, recovering people pleaser, now turned nurse wellness coach and host of this podcast. I empower nurses to take back their health and healing so they can find their voice again and prevent burnout. We are tapping all the way in, creating open spaces for busy, burnt out nurses who are ready to grow and glow into their passion for helping others without jeopardizing their own health and wellness. Ditch the burnout, build healthier habits and resilience instead. Let's get to it, y'all. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to your Wellness Wednesday check-in. Tonight, I get to host with a wonderful, wonderful guest, a special guest tonight with my girl, Kanisha McKenzie, RN, and she calls herself the Gut Health Nurse. Let's get into it. How are you, Kanisha? Thanks for having me. doing fabulous. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, friend, we've been meaning to do this chat for a while. And, you know, I'm just glad that we got to hop on. Um, so, yeah, I wanted to just give like a quick little intro just to like what people can expect tonight. Um, you know, just about the nurse becoming a patient. You know, you shared with me some of, some of your story and I'm always blown away. But tell us a little bit more about like how what happens when the nurse becomes a patient? Did the, how did this happen in your life? Um, how did you how did you navigate you know becoming the patient to now the gut health nurse? What right. was that like? You could give us a quick synopsis into that. Yeah, so um, it, that was um, an eye opening situation for me. Um, just realizing that. I was having say, the same issues that patients were coming in for, right? So like I worked on the med surge unit initially when I got out of um, nursing school. And okay, very frequently we would send patients home with heart monitors. And it came to the point where I went to my doctor, she referred me to a cardiologist because I was having heart palpitations. and. Um, abnormal feelings within my chest and all my labs were normal so she sent me to a cardiologist and of course they sent me home with an event monitor a 30-day event monitor um, to monitor my activities and whatnot so uh, in that sense you know I became a patient um, relating to that and how that ties in with my gut is that at the time I didn't even realize the correlations that existed between my gut health and my mental wellness. Like I didn't realize the correlation that existed then. And the point of the event monitor as it came out to be was that my I was having heart palpitation because of anxiety. And at that time, again, I did not know the correlation that existed between the gut and the brain. And I was also having digestive issues, but you don't put two and two together, right, to make that correlation. And when I went to my um, routine doctor, you know, there was never any mention between the gut issues I was having and the anxiety that I was experiencing. And even when they found out that the my events my cardiac events were triggered by anxiety. There was still never any correlations that were made between those events and the digestive issues that I was having. So ultimately, that is what set me down that path. 
Yeah. And so you, you, your story always, it just, it just, I'm always just shocked. I'm like, wow. Okay. So a nurse became a patient. Um, it's just, it's just like you, you, you hear about these things and you know, you're like, okay, um, what happened? How did it get here? You know, and yours started off with anxiety, um, or that was the first apparent symptom. So what were some of the other symptoms you were saying, um, that alluded to your gut health? You said you were having some gut issues. What were, what were some things and how did you tie it together? What was that? It was just the normal thing, you know, (laughs) it happens even while you're in nursing school, especially with the added stress that you have, right? So you have the occasional indigestion and you take a Tums or you have um, burping or you have, um, you know, those feelings of reflux or whatever they may be. And you're like, oh, I just, I can just do this. Or, you know, for people who struggle with, um, you know, bloating after eating, they may take Beano with their meals because, you know, that's what you do or something over the counter like that. So, you know, throughout uh, nursing school, occasionally it would have digestive issues. But then again, there was no correlation between that and the stress that we were experiencing in that time. So for me, it, it lasted a few years well right before I even made the correlation. I kept going to my doctor. At one point I started gaining weight and I'm small. I'm like five two, <laughs> I'm small. And um, I petite. have a petite. <laughs> and I have a son. And even when I had my son, I was able to lose my baby weight, right? But at this particular time when I started gaining weight, it didn't matter what I did. I did Daniel fast. I did my regular exercise. I changed my, you know, just routine to make sure that everything was getting done. And I was still gaining weight. So I went back to my doctor. I'm like, I don't know what's happening. And it it was at this point, she was like, well, um, your monitor didn't go off until you were in a stressful situation, right? So get out of whatever situation you're in. At that time, we needed to sell our house. So she was like, you know, if you need to sell your house, then that's what you have to do and find a different job. So that's what I did. I sold my house. (laughs) I did. We sold our house and I got myself a new job. And, you know, for temporarily that helped, but it didn't um, resolve the issues. Like I still kept gaining weight. I still had, you know, the bloating and all that thing. But even with that, the correlation was not made between what was going on in my you know, my mental state of being with being anxious about stuff and having digestive issues. So to answer your question, when was that um, correlation made? I, several years after, like four years after the initial event um, that got me the event monitor, um, I started having terrible, terrible abdominal pain, um, bloating, on top of the weight gain that I just could not shift my weight, I was having um, bloating, indigestion, insomnia, anxiety. I didn't want to go to work. And when I was at work, it was you know mentally draining for me. All of that compiled. And then the pandemic was about to hit. 
or it was happening, but we didn't know that it was the pandemic yet. You could tell in the atmosphere that things were shifting. A lot more people were getting sick and there were no reasons. Like they could not find what was making people sick. So everything in healthcare was became, becoming more than it already was, um, heavy to be yeah. heavy burden. So I was at home and, you know, having these terrible abdominal pain and I'm trying mixing and blending my own natural remedies, like just searching all out, doctor Googling everything and going to my, going back to my primary care, of course. And he's like, well, you're healthy. You know, your labs are normal. Like sending me to cardiologist again, your EKG is fine. But even with that, I kept having anxiety attack, kept having to go to the ER, kept having lab draws, kept getting hooked up to all these things, and everything was normal. So in the mix of me mixing and blending my own natural remedy, I, I kept gut health kept coming up, gut health, gut health, gut health. And in my heart, I know how powerful food is, but at the time, I just didn't realize the extent that it involved my overall wellness. So I kept looking more and more into this thing of gut health. And so I started tweaking my diet even more and making different adjustments that were geared towards optimizing my gut. I went to my doctor and he finally is like, I don't know, you're fine. I'm going to send you to a gastroenterologist. So, and, you know, just to make sure that they do their specialty thing. So he sent me there. I had my upper endoscopy and they found that I had a hiatal hernia and I had gastritis on top of the acid reflux that had turned into GERD, right? So I had all that going on. In the mix of that, I was still doing my own research. And I told my gastroenterologist, hey, show me the path, how to fix my gut through nutrition and these holistic things. So. I don't have to take standard pharmaceuticals. And he's like, no, just go ahead and take it for six weeks. And I'm like, look, I'm, I'm doing this research and I know, I believe that it will work. I'm starting to feel the difference. And he's like, yeah, no, just take the medicine. <laughs> like literally just blowing me off. So um, I went to do more research and I found out more about gut health and just how the correlation that exists between your gut and your brain and how important it is to optimize your gut health for better mental performance and all that. So um, after my endoscopy, of course, he gave me a dose of uh, standard pharmaceuticals for reducing acid in my gut. And for a strong dose, of course, as he wanted for it to resolve the, gas, the mild gastritis that I was having. And granted, there was nothing mild about what I was experiencing. The bloating, the abdominal pain, only labor pain that I felt came close to the pains that I was having. Um, so I told him, I want to pursue natural alternatives. Show me what to do. Because he's the gastroenterologist. I'm like, you know, certainly you've seen so many patients, like, help me fix this naturally. And then he said to me, if you don't take the medication, I am sure I'll see you back in my office. Ooh. And he left. 
Long story short. Challenge <laughs> accepted. So that was a double dare for me into um, finding natural alternatives, into learning more about the gut, into understanding more of why this dysfunction was happening in my body and how it was that I was going to resolve that without, again, becoming the patient and living on these medication for the rest of my life, like the patients I was seeing was doing, right? Mm. So yeah, that essentially was my pathway, not wanting to go down the same road of living in this endless medicine cycle that I'd seen patients in. And by this time, I was a hospice nurse, right? So you see pa so many patients and you see so many medalists. And the recurring thing on these medalists would be these medications that I was being given for my gut. And these patients were taking these medications for 20, 30, 40 years, up until the day they die. And I would be the one to call the doctor and say, patient is at this stage, can I cancel this med, these meds? And I would get the approval. And I'm like, there's no way that is going to be my life or my story, I have to fix this. Come on, sis. That was a whole, like, just the whole word. Thank you for sharing. I mean, the nurse brain and what it can do when it's like, this doesn't sit right with me. This doesn't, this doesn't align with me. I'm not going to take your standard answer and just go with it. I, I love how you rose to the occasion. You took your own health into your own hands. You did what was best for you. A lot of us, you know, we when we get into, you know, any type of situation where we're asking for help or like maybe someone watching this now, you've been the patient, you know, it's hard to go against medical advice, but we have that right. We have that right to want to find different ways that are holistic, like you were sharing. Um, so what were some of those remedies, some of those strategies that you found that helped heal your gut? And why, what are some important ones that nurses can use? if you know they start feeling some some symptoms as well from maybe stress or from diets so first and foremost um you just have to listen to your body right and don't ignore the red flags because um, one of the analog analogies i like to use is that symptoms are like speed bumps on a road they're there to caution you hey slow down this is a 25 miles per hour the roadway and you're going 40 or 50 like slow down um you know those little symptoms like the bloating those little symptoms like acid reflux those things like you know, heartburn those things like having insomnia those things like frequent episodes of anxiety those things like weight gain that is not changing based on you changing your diet those little things like um, your vision changes, you know, all of a sudden, you, over time, your vision starts changing. Those are all signals that are saying to you, hey, you are doing something to your body that your body doesn't like. Take a step back and reevaluate what it is that you're doing and see how you can course correct, right? Because a lot of these things are things that we can course correct simply by taking a step back to evaluating the things that are causing us stress. 
and figuring out if it is serving us at our highest purpose. Evaluating the foods that we're eating, right? And seeing if it is serving our bodies. Um, think processed food, things that are high in added sugar, things that are um, in a bag or can, and it has a thousand ingredients and you cannot pronounce the first five. You know, little things, little things you can do to step back and say, okay, what am I putting into my body? How am I treating my mental health? What are these external things that are aggravating me that I can control? Mm. Taking that step back, reevaluating and acting on that. I love that. I love how you said, you know, what are the things that we can control? There are some things that are out of our control, of course, you know, there are certain, you know, issues that come up in life, nursing life, just things, you know, we're all, not everything is going to be perfect. Just because you live a healthy, happy life doesn't mean that you're going to be perfect and happy all the time. Life happens. So what are some of those things you said already, nutrition, mental health, what are those other things that we can control? And um, let's get into the nutrition. What are some foods that you would recommend somebody? You know, I had some symptoms as well. Um, what are some things that we can control? Let's get into the nutrition. You said okay. no process, less sugar. Um, what are some other things, maybe some foods that we can? Because we always hear what we can't have. What about what we can add to oh, our life? There are so many things that we can have <laughs> that we just choose you know? to have. <laughs> but it's There's that so diet, things. that restriction mindset, you know? Yeah, it is, it is more of tapping yourself and letting yourself know that you have permission. You have permission to tap into these natural resources that is God-given and that they can benefit us if we put them to good use, right? So your fruits and veggies, you always hear to eat your vegetables. It's for a good reason, right? Um, plant foods are important. There are certain things like fiber. You only get fiber by eating plants. That's it. So by simply adding fiber to your regimen, being intentional about eating, um, foods that contain fiber, it's an excellent way to get started. Staying hydrated. As nurses, sometimes it gets so busy, we bring our water bottles and it's 12 o'clock and we're like, oh my gosh, I've only taken one sip, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, or you go through the day and you don't crack it open at all. So it's being intentional about being hydrated throughout the day makes a world of difference. You need it for your, your bowel movements to move along the pathway. You need it to hydrate your cells. You know, we need it for so many things. So um, incorporating more vegetables into your regimen. And if you're not someone who is used to eating a lot of fibrous things, when you first get started, you can find that you get bloated, right? Because yeah. even though you're feeding your body good things, doesn't mean you have the good things in your body to help you break down those good foods. So you've got to take it slow sometimes. So rather than doing a big bowl of salad, right? Because when people think uh, vegetables, they automatically think a bowl of salad. Um, instead of doing a bowl of salad, you can do uh, sauteed vegetables or roasted vegetables or um, steamed vegetables, something that helps to break down the structure so that it's 
easier to, for your body to digest it. Because if you just dive into eating a whole lot of whole foods, that too can cause bloating and discomfort. So something as simple as that you can do. Um, and uh, um, I love listening to Dr. Greger. And one of the things he says, uh, the best vegetables to eat are the ones that you're actually going to eat. Right. So <laughs> don't don't overwhelm yourself and think in going to the grocery stores and be like, I'm buying all the aisle because I'm eating healthy. And then it goes home and die in your fridge. because you know, So just stick to what you're going to eat. Right. Because then you feel you'll be empowered to go out and do it again. Oh, my gosh, I made this vegetable. It was so good. I'm going to get it again. Right. But if it gets um, molded and soft and rotted in your fridge you're thinking what a waste yeah i'm not gonna do that again right so <laughs> just setting yourself up by, for success by making a little intentional changes that are going to give you that i did it and then you go out and you do it again um another thing that you can do when you're getting started is uh if you're not at the place to where your body's used to breaking down food is adding a digestive enzyme because it's like giving your your body a help your gut a helping hand so that it can break down those elements of food that you don't yet have the good bacteria to act on so by doing digestive enzymes you're giving your body the enzymes that it needs to break down those foods until your body gets to the place to where it can populate those good bacteria that are going to create the enzymes that are going to break down the foods for you so yeah, I love all of those tips. It it can be like, uh, you know, you hear about gut health, you hear about plant-based, you hear about like eating more veggies. And, you know, we we know the things we should do as nurses. You know, we, we do them. We know we got to work out. We know we've got to eat healthy. Um, and then when you start implementing and you hit like these little like, um, like, steps or these little like bumps in the road there it goes um like the bloating or feeling overwhelmed or things like that you know so um i get that those tips are great hey dr v thanks for hopping on yeah um i think it's great that you share those tips but i do want to go back to breaking down why we don't have the the bacteria to break down some of those foods that we might get so eager to incorporate into our diet what are some things that, you know, prevents us or um, doesn't allow those good bacteria to grow? What are some things that happen? I know it's nutrition, but is there anything else? that can So uh, it is nutrition, of course. Um, one of my new now favorite Bible verses, you know, a, a good a, a battery cannot produce a good fruit. And that's in Matthew 17. Matthew 7, verse 17, it tells you a good tree cannot produce a bad fruit and a bad tree cannot produce a good fruit, right? So what you feed your body ultimately is what you're going to get. <laughs> um, if you feed your gut good stuff, it's going to love you back and give you good stuff, providing that you're consistent with it. Because sometimes we start things and then, like you said, we meet those road speed bumps and we're like, oh my gosh, that was so painful. I'm not going to do it again. But really... Um, we have to be gentle with ourselves and we have to be gracious with ourselves, knowing that the way our body is or how our body's feeling now did not happen overnight, right? It wasn't like there was a car accident and there was trauma impact that created this problem that we're having. And all of a sudden overnight, we're in this rut. That's not what it is. 
It's those consistent things that we've been doing over time that has been deteriorating the integrity of our gut. So now we have to be patient with ourselves when we start doing the good things to know that it's going to take time for our bodies to heal and get to the place to where it can produce on its own the things that it needs to produce or the good things that we're feeding it, right? So again, earlier I mentioned about controlling the stressors and the things in our external environment that are um, aggravating us. One of the elements to that is that when you have external stressors, they can change the pH of your gut because your gut and your brain, they talk to each other. Um, it's bio-directional communication that happens, right? So it's not a one-way thing where things are happening mentally and it's not affecting your gut, right? There is the gut-brain axis, that communication gap, that go, axis that goes on that transports information from one place to the other. So when you are able to control the things that are creating external stressors for you, um, then you find that you may even have a better gut response. A lot of people when they are, a lot of people who suffer with anxiety and depression also have gut issues. And when typically what they see sometimes, sometimes is that when they get started on antidepressants or mood stabilizing drugs, they find that their gut issues start dissipating because they're no longer, their body's no longer stressed out and one of that being that the, the chemical pH in your gut is not changing as drastically as it normally would, which in itself creates issues. So when your mind is calmer, that helps to stabilize the, the different pHs that are in your gut and it doesn't trigger all those responses that would normally be triggered if you were anxious and hamped up and just stressed out, right? So then you find that your gut starts feeling better because your mind is calmer. So it's important to take care of your mind, mental health. Take wellness. care of that mental health. I love that. Like it's so true. The the rest and digest really comes to light. Like you know, and if, and as nurses, we're always on the run. We're always on the go. We're constantly in like a chronic stress environment. So mentally, you know, we have this stress. Emotionally, we have this stress. So why add more stress to our bodies? But it's crazy. Because then your your gut is craving these foods that are comfort foods, but really add more stress. And it's just crazy. And, and then in the long run, you can't even digest your food, get the nutrients that you need because you're in fight or flight, a chronic right. stress. <laughs> and it's just this like vicious cycle a vicious cycle so vicious. i'm glad we're opening the conversation around this you know these are things okay. that we learned in nursing school but how do we apply it to our real life how do we do it as nurses you know yeah you definitely mentioned taking care of your mental you know um taking time for breaks i think is so important oh. um, you have to <laughs> you have to <laughs> Taking time to go eat, taking time to step away from the unit if you need to. Yeah. Um, and just um, adding more veggies, but not going too overboard, you know, slowly adding them in. Um, and I love the digestive enzymes as well. Is there, you know, the digestive enzymes help uh, when 
because we don't have that good bacteria to help us digest. Digest the enzymes, right. Um, but also, you know, again, I said, when you say take time to eat, that is also important because digestion begins in the mouth. And if we're chomping down our food and it's bypassing, literally bypassing our mouth and, and going down our esophagus, you know, we're, we're eliminating the process from even starting in our mouth. You know, mm. um, the digest, the enzymes that would be populated in our mouth when we start salivating, um, if the food doesn't stay there long enough to, for you, your body to recognize, your mouth to recognize that it's there because you bite and swallow, then it doesn't create those enzymes that can start acting on the food to even begin the digestive process of those food, right? So taking time is very important in that sense um, as far as it goes with digestion. And of course, there are, you know, always speak with your healthcare provider. Hopefully it's a natural health, a natural, a naturopath or a holistic practitioner who can help to guide you along the way. But, um, when it comes to you know finding out what's going on with your your body, you may want to um, there may be other things that you want to add to your regimen, like you know probiotics because they are going to help to replace the good bacteria um, that may have been may have died off because of the way that you were eating before, or there may be you know not there as much as they should be because you're not eating the foods that contain that allows your body to produce them or you're not feeding your foods the body you're not feeding your body the foods that would produce them or feed them to keep them alive like bacteria they love fiber right so if you have a diet that's low in fiber then you're literally starving your good bacteria to death yes I love that you brought that up. You know, when we're talking about gut health and we're talking about, you know, healing our guts, you know, we're we're talking about that 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 tender, that delicate, well maybe not delicate, but a diverse ecosystem that we have in our gut. That's like how I like to describe it, like yes. ecosystem. And so you talked about, you know, um, getting the probiotics. So, and then feeding the good bacteria. So I I've done a little bit of research and I know that the prebiotics Feed the gut, the good gut bacteria, and yes. the probiotics help. Just explain it's that. Yes. Yeah, so um, the way I like to put it, so that it's like I, I have a six-year-old, like I say, and the way I, I explain it to him is this way: We, our body is made up of trillions of bacteria, and they are there for different function. Each um, bacteria it carries on, it acts on different things in the body. So there are certain bacteria that help your, your mind to feel and function better, right? Um, there are certain bacteria that are there and they're going to help with your gut. There are certain bacteria, there are just different bacteria that act on different things throughout the body. And trillions of bacteria, and again, if you don't eat the foods that help to populate those bacteria, or if you don't give yourself those bacteria through supplementation, then you may be lacking in that regard. And then sometimes people may even get overgrowth of bad bacteria because, you know, they've, they're lacking the good ones. So then the bad ones take over, whether that is from over-medication or um, different types of medication, antibiotics and acid, different things, you know, just kills out the good bacteria and leave the, the bad ones to flourish in, in that environment. So your, good, your gut has trillions of bacteria, good, bad, and indifferent. 
they don't really know what the indifferent ones do, but they're there, right? And they serve a purpose. So the good bacteria are there to carry out different functions. They need food, just like we need food. Their preferred food um, is prebiotics. So that you can get from fiber and different um, plant foods will feed your, your, good, your good bacteria with prebiotic factors. Once they have the prebiotics, so the good bacteria, those are your probiotics that you have. Um, the good bacteria are the prebiotic, those are the food. And then they need the environment so they can live, right? So it's one thing to have um, somebody who is happy, that happy person needs food. <laughs> that happy person who has food needs a house to live in. So a good environment that's loving and caring and supports that person. So that then comes the phytobiotics, right? Those are the things that you get from um, foods that contains plant foods, of course. Um, you have your, your phytonutrients, your polyphenols, and your, your flavonoids. Um, and those are really going to help to create that nurturing environment that allows the good bacteria to live there. So you don't want to just have good bacteria. You want them to also have the food. You don't just want to have them to have the food, but you want them to have the good environment so they can live. Because if you put them in an environment that's not susceptible to growth, then they'll die off easily before you even get a result that they're going to get, that they would have given you. So when you have the good bacteria, they need food and they also need a good environment to live in. And you support that by eating foods that are filled with flavonoids or polyphenols that has flavonoids and those amazing phytonutrients. Wow. It's so amazing, the body and it's all of its intricacies and all of its just the things that it does, um, you know, and while you were talking about the probiotics and the phyto, phytobiotics, is that? Yeah, phytobiotics. Okay, yeah, I, I was thinking about, you know, what you said a little bit earlier about the anti antibiotics that kind of um, cause some damage. Now, I'm not saying that medicine is not to be used or, you know, like I'm against medicine. It's just I noticed the wording that the medicine is, antibiotics, but we need all of these phytobiotics, probiotics, prebiotics, but then there is a medicine that literally it's anti Yeah, because, you know, we get ourselves in this rut. We get ourselves literally in a rut from our lifestyle and our food choices. And sometimes we get to the place to where we have um, an overgrowth, again, of bad bacteria, And it gets to that point where even if you were to change your diet at that point, it still may not be sufficient to create the wholesome environment that would populate or cause the good bacteria to live there. So then, because things are so, so chaotic, you literally need a massacre to happen in your gut so that it can start again on a somewhat mm -hmm. clean slate. So and if you're if you are in that state to where you are your body is suffering and it's on the verge of um, collapse because things are so far deteriorated by all means you may very well need an antibiotic and you may very well benefit from an yes. antibiotic yes. because of the mess that you got yourself in, right? The overgrowth. The overgrowth. Yeah. And so we see that. 
Right. So you may very well need it if you have an infected area, an infected arm or something. You know, taking probiotics is not going to help that at that point because your arm is infected, right? It needs something that's going to go in and systemically kill off the, the bad bacteria that are hanging out in your body. So, yes, there are appropriate times for antibiotics. And again, it's based on your lifestyle and the things that you eat that ultimately leads you most of the time into having situation of infection. And then you need the antibiotics to combat that. But like you said, they are anti, so they kill off everything, um, most of everything. So then you have to be intentional to make sure that you're eating foods that are going to populate the good bacteria back in your gut. One of the most common things that we see happening is C. diff right? Because you take antibiotic, it kills off everything. And then these bad bacteria, they're like, hey, there is free bacteria over here. Ooh, those bad boys. Right? They come in and they're like, ooh, there's room for me. I can play. Right? And so they start playing. <laughs> so they take over because nobody's living in this area, right? Who can, who can own it or dominate it. So they take over and then, of course, again, you need another round of anti even stronger antibiotic to go in and kill off those bad boys. <laughs> it's so, just, yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, the whole thing, just talking about just the 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 state of our body when it does get disrupted um, and when we are on that verge of collapse, like you said, when we do need the antibiotics to come in, come and save the day, come and rescue us. But on the other end, like, how do we maintain, how do we ensure that we don't need it to get to that level? Because like you said, it's the things that we do every day, like the things that we're eating that contribute to that. Right. Yeah. So right. as we wrap up, I, I, I hear little man. Is that little man in the background? Yes, somebody. So somebody has a huge interest in gut health and for every conversation that I have. He likes being on the forefront of um, inserting his knowledge about gut health and telling people that they need to eat more vegetables. So Hello. Hello. <laughs> get them started early. Right. I hear you. But before we wrap up, you've you've shed so much light on you know just the things that you do, how you are. Um, just investing back in people, how you are teaching, how you are spreading the knowledge about gut health, how we can maintain it. You know, as nurses, we get some basic understanding, but we're more like medicine approach. How do we fix this, the quick fix approach? And I love that you are putting it more on a holistic, you know, um, pedestal, like, hey, this is more than just anxiety and heartburn. It's a connection. There's a reason why this is happening. Let's talk about it. And so I love the work that you're doing as the gut health nurse. But I do want to talk about some things. How do you um, take care of yourself? What are some of your stress relievers? How do you take care of your, your gut bacteria and nourish yourself? What are some of your daily um, self-care activities? So I, you know, a part of this would not have been possible if I had not introduced um, into my routine um, products from the mental wellness company. Um, they were literally my saving grace when I was searching for natural solutions. 
And everything that I was researching, everything that I came across, everything that I was looking for was literally handed to me on a platter. Like these are the combination, these are the 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 dosage, these are this is how you should do it. And if you do it this way, you're going to see results. And if you don't see results, you send it back even one year after and you get your money back, right? So that's basically what I did. Um, I followed their protocol. Uh, My gut is night and day different. My mental wellness is so much better. Um, So everything like that. As far as the protocol, so what I did initially with that was to follow their regimen, whatever they said, I did it. Um, as far as taking supplements, right? Because I my I was not at the place to where my gut would produce enough serotonin, which is a feel, one of our feel good hormones. So to where I could have restful sleep at night, right? Mm-hmm. I was beyond myself. I would sleep and feel like you know I got run over by a train, even when I just woke up. Mm-hmm. So by a truck. Thank you. <laughs> so, you know, incorporating that into my regimen really helped to calm my mind so that I could sleep and feel rested and wake up and feel like I can take on the world. Right. So that that was key. Um, another thing that I did was to eliminate those external things that weren't serving me. Right. And sometimes those external things has to do with the conversations we have within ourselves with ourselves. Right. And if a lot of time, even when we don't know it, we institute negative self-talk. So replacing that with positive self-talk can really go a long way in helping us to reframe our mind um, to where we can start having better outcomes. And I quit my job. Hey, that was some self-care right there. (laughs) The way you said it. (laughs) So, yeah, I did. Sometimes you need to walk away. Right. Mm-hmm. So I've walked away several times because it, it just wasn't serving me um, any longer. And um, sometime last year, I walked away from being a hospice nurse and then I went back to it and I thought I could do it. And I thought, but when you when you know certain things about health and wellness, it's hard to work every day. It's hard to do the things you would normally do every day and see people struggling the way that they're struggling, know that it's something that's as easy as making dietary changes. I love it. I love it. Thank you again, Kamisha, the gut health nurse, for just blessing our stage, for sharing all of her jams. Um, definitely, where can people find you? Are you on Instagram, um, Facebook? So, yes, I am on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. You will see me dancing all over the place. I love it. I love it for sure. Under um, what is your um, tag? So name? On, on Facebook, I am Kamisha McKenzie um, RN. And on TikTok, I am Gut Health Nurse One. On Instagram, I am Gut Health Nurse or Kamisha McKenzie. Um, so either of those. And then on YouTube, I am Nurse Kamisha. Yes, thank you again, my friend. And I appreciate all of the gems that you shared. We'll let you go take care of your responsibilities. But again, make sure you connect with Kamisha and um, we will see you next time. We're definitely going to have a part two. We got to get into this for sure. Have a good night. Thank you so much for having me. Have a blessed night. Bye. Y'all, if you are just joining us, 
to this evening, Kamisha, the gut health nurse, graced the stage. Unfortunately, she had to step away. But before she even had to step away, she shared some amazing gems. She dropped the gems about, you know, just how the gut brain health connection works and what we can do as nurses. These are things that we should know about. You know, she was a patient at one time. What does it look like for a nurse to be a patient? And then how does she take her own health into her own hands? How does she put herself first? That is so important. I feel like as a nurse, there are things that we can do to put ourselves first. And Kamisha is definitely an example of that. She did exactly that. So make sure you go connect with her. Stay uh caught up with all the things that she's doing. She talked about some wonderful products and different ways that she um, take care, takes care, her self-care. It's so important that we put ourselves first. And Kamisha is definitely a shining example of that. So as we end off, thank you all for joining me tonight. I appreciate all of you that came in and left uh, comments. So again, y'all, thank you for hopping on. You can stay connected with me. You can follow me on Instagram, Facebook. I also have a new ebook for those of you that um, are ready to jumpstart your plant-based diet, that are ready to heal your gut, to create a healthier relationship with food. Grab my ebook, Whole Foods ebook, my first one, Whole Foods Recipes. Um, and you can find that at the link in my bio. I will also add it to... Um, to the bottom of these comments for more. I appreciate every single one of you and much more to come in the nurse wellness community. And I want to thank you for showing up and showing out every day and doing the work that you do nurses. We deserve it. And I love you. Take care. See you next time.